You're listening to NeuroFrontiers on ReachMD, and this episode is sponsored by Novartis. Here's your host, Dr. Hector Chapa. Welcome to NeuroFrontiers on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Hector Chapa, and joining me to discuss how we can better manage our efficacy-challenged patients with multiple sclerosis, or MS for short, is Dr. Ahmed Obadat, who is assistant professor in the Department of Neurology and the founding director of the Immunology and MS Fellowship Program at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Obadat, thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. So let's just dive right in, Dr. Obadat. What do you consider when selecting a therapy for patients with MS? Well, I consider so many factors, and some of these factors can be related to the disease itself. Um, So we look at how the disease activity is. Is it really very highly active? Is it moderately active? Or is it a mild activity? But also we look at patient factors. So when we select treatment, we want to understand what are the patient preferences that can we take into account when we select a medication. For example, our patients may, may prefer certain type of administration of medicine, certain frequency. And then if that fits with what we think would be a best uh, approach for their treatment, then we take those factors, of course, into consideration and into our selection. And again, it's always a shared decision making between us and our patients. And as we think about these factors, uh, efficacy, of course, comes um, into play as we want to make sure that the medication that we select will have efficacy against their disease. And speaking of efficacy, once a patient does begin therapy, how do you assess their response to treatment? Yeah, so so there are several ways that we can assess response to treatment. And we can divide those ways into uh, factors or treatment response uh, related to the disease itself, but also uh, factors related to the individual who's taking the medicine. So we can also have these shared factors, right? So when we think about factors related to measuring efficacy, we have biomarkers that we can measure and mainly uh, including the MRI. So the MRI is a very important part of how do we uh, follow whether the medication is working for MS. For example, we always look to see if there are development of new enlarging or contrast enhancing lesions in the brain or spinal cord. So if we see some of those, uh, that may mean that there is a little bit of suboptimal efficacy. You know, medications vary in their ability to stop these type of uh, changes on MRI, and some may do it better than others in trials, but also for a certain patient, some may do it better than others for a certain patient. So we can measure efficacy by looking at MRI disease activity, but also we can measure efficacy by asking the patient, are they having relapses? Are they having worsening of their disease? Uh, and also, are they progressing? You know, are they having you know, difficulty in maintaining things that they used to be able to do? Uh, I often make sure that you know, the patient themselves are telling me, do they think that the medication is working for them? Um, and of course, I support this by you know, our also measures of disease activity. Um, sometimes what, what we do is um, we actually also ask, how is the journey with the medicine? Are they um, you know, tolerating it okay? Are they having side effects, right? Um, if they're having some of those, even though if the efficacy is, is working well, um, we tend sometimes to discuss the possibility of switching medication, changing, because we want our patients to really have the best possible experience with their treatment. So Dr. Obedat, 
Once you identify an efficacy-challenged patient and determine the need to switch therapies, how do you go about selecting a different treatment option? Yeah, thank you very much for this question. So typically, when we identify that there may be you know, some suboptimal response to a medication, uh, we meet with the patient and we talk about uh, this issue. We talk about whether this was a failure from a relapse standpoint, whether this is a failure from uh, having new MRI lesions or more than what we would expected, or there is ongoing disease progression. So we talk about why we're, you know, kind of saying this may be not optimal anymore and we need maybe to switch treatment. And then we, we hear patient input into this. Do they think that they're doing okay? Do they think that they're maybe getting worse from the MS standpoint or whether they know they're very concerned about, you know, the new disease activity on MRI. And we talk about, you know, what would be our best approach to, to mitigate this and change this. And we'll talk about something that we call switching therapy. And switching therapy can often be to a medication from a different class uh, that treats multiple sclerosis. So there are several classes of medications that we use to treat multiple sclerosis, and we can switch to a different class. The reason being is if we have a medication that failed within one specific class, we should probably switch to something in a different class to give the patient best chance of having a better response to the other new therapy that they're going to be on. For those of you just tuning in, you're listening to NeuroFrontiers on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Hector Chapa, and I'm speaking with Dr. Ahmed Obedeh about managing efficacy-challenged patients with multiple sclerosis. Now let's zero in on B-cell therapies for just a moment. Which of our efficacy-challenged patients may benefit from this kind of therapy? Like a, a B-cell depleting therapies are, you know, some of the therapies that we actually have uh, been using uh, now for several years. Uh, those therapies um, target what we call the B-cells or B-lymphocytes. And um, they're anti-CD20, so there are markers on lymphocytes that um, these drugs can target. And then they're immune depleting therapies, meaning that they deplete these cells or the B cells out. And what happens is we think that by depleting some of these cells, there is, a, there is a, some improvement of this immune dysregulation that happens in MS, where depleting these cells may actually result in a favorable decrease in inflammatory activity in multiple sclerosis. These medications are considered overall a highly effective medication. So in some of the studies that look at treatment approaches, there are what we call traditional treatment approaches, and there are treatment approaches that are called highly effective or highly aggressive, depends on how they kind of call it in, in those studies. And the B-cell depleting therapies um, are among those highly effective therapies. Uh, and that this is from data from clinical trials where they showed superiority so, to some other competitor medications or medication like the active competitor, I would call it, during, during the study. Um, so when we think about B-cell depleting therapies in general, uh, we try to talk to our patients about their effectiveness, about uh, the results of clinical trials, uh, depend on what B-cell depleting therapy we're talking about. And then we try to talk to them about what are the potential concerns or risk associated with these therapies and to try to mitigate those risks. Lastly, Dr. Obadat, I'd like to open up the floor to you. Do you have any final thoughts on how we can better manage our efficacy-challenged patients with MS? 
Yes. So thank you for this question. And I think, you know, one of the important factors that we should be considering is identifying the patients who are efficacy challenged by treatments of MS. And uh, identifying these patients, you know, require education early on, which requires us to talk to the patients first and, you know, kind of uh, help them understand when is the time for us, for them to call us and say, well, I'm having maybe a new relapse, or maybe, you know, I may be progressing more in my disease. And then also kind of uh, look into doing more MRIs on a routine basis. So if we're able to identify who are the patients who are challenged by, you know, efficacy challenge, we're able to perform the switch. We're able to switch classes of medication. We're able to offer them the help they need. And, you know, very importantly is to have an open dialogue with our patients, right? We have our teams of, you know, nurses, uh, clinical pharmacists, um, and then our team overall in general kind of have a connection with our patients. We are accessible to our patients. With the advent of the electronic medical records, patients can ask us questions anytime. They can report for us relapses. They can send us messages. They can, of course, call us. But also we can respond to those requests and make sure that we're identifying patients who may be failing their treatment. And we want to make sure that we are able to uh, act on pro- promptly and early on, I would say, to be able to give the possible, most, most possible or the most, uh, you know, effective way of managing their disease to achieve the best possible outcome. Great insights. And with those remarks, Dr. Obadat, we come to the end of our program. I want to thank you for joining me today. It was great speaking with you, Dr. Obadat. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Enjoyed talking to you. Thanks. This episode of NeuroFrontiers was sponsored by Novartis. To access other episodes in this series, visit reachmd.com slash neurofrontiers, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.